And we're live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 17 of the Let the Kids Talk podcast. You know who I am. I'm your host, Elijah Burks. You can find me on Twitter at Legion of Room. And today we have eight new member. We have eight members with us today. We'll go around and introduce each other. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. I am Cameron Mooley, host of the Cameron Mooley Show. You can find me on YouTube on the Cameron Mooley Show. You can also find me on Twitter at Cam Mooley Show. You can see my crappy baseball takes. And I also have a Teespring page. So I have merch now. That's cool. And I'll pass it on. What it do, baby? What's up, everybody? This is Nick Rosado. You can find me on my two Twitter accounts at Respect All Rise, except the S and Respect is the two, and my personal account at Rosado and Score Nick. In addition, my Instagram is at Nick5Bombers. Passing it on. Hi, guys. My name is Maddie. Um, I am on Twitter at Kyle Hendricks, but the L and Kyle is an I. You know the whole thing. I've talked about it a couple times on here. Um, I'm also one of the co-hosts for the Basically Baseball podcast. You can find our podcast account linked in my bio if you find me on Twitter. And then our Twitter is at BasicallyPod. And now I'm just going to hand it off. What's up, guys? It's Brian, but y'all, call, but y'all know me as you know, Darth. Um, you know, y'all can find me on Twitter at the Eva Empire 25 and I'm going to pass it on. Hey, everybody. My name is Robert Castillo. You can find me on Twitter at Kid Ugly, and I'll pass it on. What's up, It's Manny. You can find me on Twitter at NYYStan. You can check me out on my website, riveravenuereport.com, but the avenue is an A-V-E. And with that, um, I'll pass it on. What's up, everybody? I'm extremely disappointed that we don't have Lindor yet. Um, and I'm no doubt Detmers, and you can find me on Twitter at the, at the same name. And today, we're introducing one brand new member to the podcast. Hey, guys. It's Sam, and my Twitter handle is hey, H-E-Y-Y-X, Sam, on Twitter. And um, I'm a Brewers fan, sadly enough, but... That's the reality. <laughs> All right. So in case you guys haven't been living under a rock, there have been some uh, news that have surfaced in the last 24 hours with something that has to do with those damn San Diego Padres. Uh, let's start off with the Blake Snell news first. So around uh, midnight last night, there was some news that uh, Blake Snell would be headed to the Padres. In exchange for, I think it was Luis Patino and some other pretty good prospects, I think. Yeah, so, Hunt, Mejia, and uh, Wilcox. That pack. Smoking that race pack. Yeah. pack tonight, boys! We're smoking that loud. Yeah. Uh, the lasting image of Blake Snell. Me yeah. If I give a shit that these Rays prospects are going to inevitably end up becoming superstars just like every other supposedly shitty trade that they do? No, I don't care. Yep. That's the answer. Never trade with the Rays. Never trade with yep. the Rays. I, I guarantee you that ability to turn no-name players into superstars out of nowhere, out of thin air. And I bring them up as quickly as possible. Like, Cole right. Wilcox is going to be pumping 102 past hitters in, like, five months no, so just prepare not. yourself with that absolutely not all right this is like this is what i've been waiting for for about a day now to record <laughs> this podcast 
Because them damn Rays. Oh, we will have a lot to say about this. Oh, God. Uh, that Rays pack is loud today, boys. This is the year we can finally take the American League. I swear to God, those Rays talk trash all year. They they got us this year. They got us this year. But we're jumping them next year. Yeah, no Snell. Morton left for Atlanta. Man, oh, man. Yeah, that baby. team is – If any – They're trading Kiermaier. They're probably tra- – bro, they okay, are if they exposed right now. They're exposed. They're exposed. They're exposed. They only got – I've been waiting to say this, but I guess now is a good time to say it. They got Glass now, right? Glass Sex now icon. is the only guy left in that damn rotation. You can say Yarbrough, but even if Yarbrough is pitching, he's not pitching for that long. They're going to – that's pretty much an opener. They cannot Fleming. open four games. They cannot open four games of the rotation. They cannot. Yeah, they're you fine. can. Okay, but their arms are going to get tired. They're not going 162, having four of the five rotation spots opening and then going to the postseason and doing what they did this year. It's not happening. It's not happening. They with, not with, how elite, with how elite the raised bullpen happening. is, you only you, need your starters to go like five, six innings, yeah, right? And a lot of the raised guys okay. anyway. Reality then, right those, now. Those other four, those, okay. Okay, okay, fine. Glass only goes four and, five. And I'm going to say, yeah, the American League is yours. Like, no, definitely no, no, this no, year. Right. I've been with okay. this. So, Glass is only going four or five innings. Okay, so I guess the bullpen takes those other, you know, four or five innings. And then what? The other four starts. They're going to bullpen open those other four starts every, the whole year. And then you're going to go into the playoffs. With your bullpen tax, that's the reason they did so well this year. Like, listen, all, all respect to them. Like, they took us out. They went to the the World Series. Listen, y'all know I don't like them, but I have to give them respect where it's due. They did they did the job this year. They got to the World Series, but I mean, they benefited. Like, there are teams that benefited from the six game schedule. There were different rules, but I'm not gonna say it didn't count because it counted. At the end of the day, the, like, champions a champion. People lost, lost, whatever. But the Rays. <laughs> It's a fact. 60 games, their bullpen arms didn't have to go a full season, right? By the time the postseason came around, they were in, like, mid-season form. And, but you kind of saw started happening towards the end of the season. Nick Anderson, his innings mm-hmm. started getting up there, and look what happened. Seven of, his not, seven of the nine games he appeared in the postseason, he gave up a run. You saw yeah, it happen he, towards the end. Over he, one he got his game, absolute, like – Everything handed to him in playoffs, but, but you are you are forgetting there's so many MLB ready guys now that Tampa still has to bring up. Like there's McKay, McClanahan, there's Patino, there's Joe Ryan, JJ Goss. A lot of inning. They're still pitching a lot of inning. Like, but I just, but I just, I just want to say though about that you need you need more than like two or three starters to go deep in playoff on. If I remember correctly, I think that it was the the 2018 Brewers. Was it? I think they would do a thing. Where like their main guy Brandon Woodruff, I think he would pitch like three or four innings, and then they would hand off to their bullpen. Yeah, and I think that's how they they all approach the World it. Series. Yeah, and what's and, crazy uh, is back in 2018, like Brandon Woodruff wasn't like 2020 Brandon Woodruff, where you know he's kind of an established great pitcher. He was kind of he was in the position of just like a young starting pitcher. Was he a rookie that season, or was that his second season? I think that was his like- second season. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, I think he was a rookie in 17. Like, he wasn't an ace, and they were still able to get decently far with him in basically chicken scraps for the rest of that rotation. And I remember, and I just remember, I think it was NLCS game five, was it? They, the Brewers and Cred Council, they pulled a ball, they had like a ballsy move where they started a righty. They started, they yeah, started they started Wade Miley, and he yeah. pitched like one. 
like I one batter, that. and then they pulled him. That, that was that was the biggest the case of overmanagingitis that I've seen in recent history. I've I mean, it. I've um, Blake Snell being pulled out by Kevin Cash. I got a better one. Literally, literally happened. Yeah, with that exception, that literally lost on that um that World Series game. By the way, literally. Oh, oh, well, let me finish. That's that's, that's debatable. That's that debatable, was, that honestly. Like that was amazing. I'm yeah, very happy even even if they left Snell, it's like why do you take Snell out and then put in Nick Anderson, who's been struggling in the postseason? Yeah. Because it was and analytics, Nick Anderson was supposed yeah, to be good. Told you that. You know what? You know what? Yeah. You know what? No, I. You know what? I, I refuse to, say, to believe say. that there's an analytic that says Nick Anderson was the right guy to put in that spot. I don't think there was. At, at some point, at some point, you just have to throw the damn computer away. You just you have just to realize that. Blake's that Bro. Blake Snell, he was dominating that whole game. And just because it gives up one singular single, you don't take awesome him out bonds. of the game for a guy who has pitched a historically bad postseason. The worst the worst part isn't taking out Blake Snell. It's putting in Nick Anderson, who has had okay. literally one of the worst postseasons in the Wimbley history. Come on, he was dominant throughout the entire regular season. You're gonna well, bank yeah. on somebody that was so dominant. You would have faith, right? In that guy, nobody had faith. That was a thing. And again, I would not have put Nick Anderson in. Like, I don't think there's a single Nick Anderson, here. Like, you know, I think from from our perspective, from the Yankee fan perspective, Nick Anderson was one guy when we saw in the ALDS. So we were not lights out afraid of. Almost yeah. like five of their other relievers had our number throughout the like series. Fairbanks. I think That's with Fairbanks, like Fairbanks, guy. yeah. Fairbanks, Castillo. Yeah, I remember I we were think, we were rocking like the Blue Jays would rock Fairbanks in the regular season. Then as soon as like the calendar the turned, once I, I was yeah, I just want to say that like I think I can vouch for everyone to say this that when Blake Snow got taken out, it was like. Oh man, Dodgers are about to come That's back. That's the beginning of the end. That was the beginning uh, you, of the end. You kind of—I mean, listen. Once once Blake Snell kind of like once Blake Snell came out, bro. Like I'm not saying that's the reason they traded him, but like it's kind of like. Like, yeah, I feel like they, yeah, they, I feel like that. Yeah. Just someone who knows nothing about baseball and is just a casual fan, they might make a connection to that. Yeah, but, but like, like obviously they're not connected. It wasn't, it wasn't the reason, but like, bro, like, yeah, I don't know how he would have pitched comfort. Like, obviously he would have went there and pitched because I apparently he loved like living down there in Florida, like he wanted to say, but like, kind of like 100 percent comfort comfortably pitching in there and uh All like, of yeah, the I, 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 this is becoming this is becoming its own little bit of a cycle where the rays get a player like their value all the way up and then they just yeah. dump him immediately they just, like probably part of the small market game i guess it's it is like, I mean, right. Like they yeah. should have done no, that. This is why. This is this is why they don't um like have good attendance or fan numbers, even though they're consistently competitive. Is because yeah. fans need this. Fans need these players to build an so identity you. for the team. Exactly. Yeah, they, need, they have, need you should have Judge Trout selling away, and people will still not show up. It's not necessarily. Look, well, but, I, I know, but it, like, it, it does, does not it does help. play a factor. It does like, play a factor. Let's say th there was this thought experiment. Yeah, Corey Dickerson was Yankee fan in 2018. Like moves like that and trading Longoria at that moment, like really questionable moves. Like basically, 
the yeah, fan exactly. And had. Blake Snell. Blake Snell was a player of that caliber. There was this thought experiment that I read about a while ago, which, which really said young, if the Yankees and the Red Sox had swapped teams entirely, you know, um, this was back in 2018, actually, with the situation. So Mookie Betts was a Yankee, but Aaron Judge was a Red Sox and whatnot. Would you still be a fan of um, the Yankees or would you be a fan of the Red Sox? Because all of your favorite players are now wearing a different uniform. And what the majority of the response was that, okay, you're still going to be rooting for your team, but you're going to miss the guys that you gave away because mm. those, are, uh, those are players that you got attached to during their tenure with the team. And that's in one way, that's what causes people to show up to games because you have a bunch of these um, fans who literally only watch games because of their one favorite athlete. And the Rays never allowed that fan to develop. Well, this is a terrible. This might be a terrible example, <laughs> but like, like, but like, right, let's okay. 2014, the Yankees were not good, right? Like, they didn't make the playoffs. But why is everyone there? Because they're because they're the Yankees. It's they're like the Yankees. You have They're American royalty. It's like even with Toronto, okay, even fine, when we right. sucked, people would right. still show up because okay, there was the year, like the year David Wright retired, the Mets. There's, fans are still gonna go because David right there. He's their hometown. He's their guy. Like exactly. Like yeah, you're gonna go. Yeah, and you da- the captain. Yeah, yeah, and David Wright's final series. I think they sold out every game because like yeah, big market. Yeah, big yeah. market. He's a franchise icon. Icon. People will exactly. always show up to big market teams. It's just a it's, fact. Seems like the Yankees. Will never really have to deal with people not showing up. It's the teams like you know Oakland, like Tampa Bay, that you know have to be careful with these large trades and how they jeopardize their fan base. But although I really think trading Snell was the right move, when you're looking at the direction of the Rays, like getting Patino alone kind of extended their window. And like you have to be careful. I just want to say, yeah, but this is a yeah. Okay, so. Another, another thing there is if you want to criticize a trade from an analy- analytical lens is that, okay, assuming that the trade works out in fair value, which is to say um, Snell is worth just as much as the other prospects that they gave up, you are exchanging wins now for wins later on, and I don't know how smart that is considering this is a team that made the World Series two, three months ago. And they are trading away a win now piece. That makes no sense. And and you know, oh, like Cy Nick Young. said, they left a Cy Young winner at that. And they left the division wide open. They left the American League wide open for the New there's York Yankees. Okay. There's not a team. Okay, yeah, okay. Team. Let me uh, jump in on here. Right I'm gonna bring it more from a from a Yankee perspective, if you will. Um, Everything on this podcast is from a Don't have enough of that. Um, <laughs> I feel like this should send a message to the Yankee front office that if if there is any year to push in all the chips, and I've been saying this for the last two years, I said that 2021 is going to be the year. Because you got to remember, Severino's coming back. Cole's still in his prime. Um, Hopefully, fingers crossed, um, LeMay's back. Um. Well, I'm not going to... Okay, just say hypothetically, May, he's out the window. They still have Torres. They still have... They still have... Um, oh, hello, Aaron Judge. They still have Stanton, who looks to still be an elite hitter. If he can stay healthy, which that's a big if. But he can still be a game changer. I mean, we've seen it in October. And we still have Gio Rochella. We still have Luke Voigt, who a lot of people forget 
he won the home run crown. He's still one of the most, in my opinion, among uh, baseball fans outside of New York. I think he's one of the I think he's one of the most underrated first baseman and one of the most underrated power hitters in baseball. The guy, the guy, the guy can slug near the top on a Yankees team that is filled to the brim with power hitters. He he can stand among those guys. And you also have you also have Gary Sanchez, who who's gonna like, find himself. If, He's gonna be an all-star this year. That's okay. what's gonna happen. Wait, okay. If he can find himself, he can potentially be a top three hitter on that team. They, guys, they can't put on they can't put in all the chips. The chips are already there. All the chips are there because no, of the budgeting, no, because no, of how no, much money. No, 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 no. That's the problem. You can't. Okay, 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 okay. Settle now, guys. Settle and guess down, what? guys. They went and they got Mookie Betts. Exactly. Settle down. Front office. That the year of all yeah, your. Is, it is the year, but the it's hard to spend in an off season where there's not much money to go around, especially if. Look, there's yeah, but but that goes for literally that that money restriction. It goes for everybody except season. Steve Cohen and the New York Yankees. Uh, Steve Cohen and the New York Mets. Yeah, everyone like Mets. Hurting that much. Mets, everyone took. Everyone took a hit on. Everyone's books yeah, took a hit over the winter, except the Mets, right? And Blue Jays, I like corporate ownership. Yeah, because okay. it's corporately owned. Yeah, it actually went up. Okay, fair enough. I just want. I just want to, with the exception of the Mets and the Blue Jays, right? Now, the thing there is that, okay, the Yankees have less money to spend. So does everyone else, um, mm-hmm. with the exception, again, of one fifteenth of the league. But that should make a difference for everybody uh, on the market now because that means everyone's on the same playing field. Yeah. Also, one thing is I'm going to mention, you can't just – this is something I saw on Twitter. Someone tweeted, okay, the Rays subtracted from the team. All right, this is not the time to sit back and say, oh, they got worse, so we're going to stand pat. Like, we're not going to get better because they got worse, so we must be ahead of them. No, this is where you put the pieces to make sure you're over the top. You don't just sit there and do nothing because another team got worse. You put in the pieces. Anyone but Jason Dominguez, in my eyes, and I'm say Deva Garcia, anyone but Jason Dominguez and Deva Garcia is fair game in terms of prospects. Maybe in save Everson Herrera, but like other than those but, three, but I, okay, me, I just want to. I just want to say real quick that I, I think me Hendricks or Castillo. I think going back to the Blake Snell situation, it's funny that they traded Blake Snell for uh, a bunch of uh, slap dick prospects. Bro, it's a, um, that's right the funniest part. The damn trade, they were dealt for slapdick prospects. These are not slapdick prospects. No, but I'm just, it's just these it's were just good funny. prospects. The prospects that the Cubs got, that's another story. Oh, and <laughs> well, and move, and move. Oh, God, here we go. And moving on. on. Moving on. Right. Get the stage. Uh, Get the stage. Get the stage. Uh, listen, I don't think our very own, I don't think our very own is going to enjoy this one. So, uh, reports right are surfacing. Here. I'm right here. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right here, I know, I know, I know. Let me think. Where, where do we start when Damn. we talk about the, um, how explicit do we make the podcast, by the way? Because I have, like, a few words uh, I can use, and uh, then there's some words that I probably, like, shouldn't. Uh, maybe consult resource.com. The source started off. Like PG thirteen, and then after the third episode, or I think the fourth, everything just went off the rails. We were like, "Fuck this!" 
Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah so I literally it, just said, said fuck. First. It's fair game. You said it first, so um, now I'll, I'll just follow suit. Um, I don't have like any specific words for the kind of fuckery that the Ricketts family has pulled. The kind of fuckery <laughs> that Jed Boyer has pulled. <laughs> I'm so fucking pissed. <laughs> oh, oh god, god like my... I'm so pissed. <laughs> um, it's just this isn't the return that I wanted for you, Darvish. Not saying it's it lightly. Not. It's yeah, yeah. Right. It's literally just not. And it's like a return like this, and you, um, it's what makes you think, or what makes you change the mindset of, oh, the Cubs are just kind of retooling this offseason. Like, we weren't in the mindset of a full-on rebuild, but this kind of trade is like the Cubs are doing a full-on rebuild. They are, and, so and you, you pray to God not. that, like, you get a good return for Bryant, like, to whatever suitor ends up taking him, I don't know, San Francisco, that you yeah. guys actually get an above-average return. The thing that makes me mad about this trade is that the Padres retain six of their top seven prospects. And this is not only after this trade, but after the Snell trade, after the Clevenger trade, after all that, they still have six of their top seven prospects. Now my that's thing about the street is like, how do you tr- how do you that just you that speaks like to I think the, um yeah okay dark you go on first. No, I was gonna say like my thing about the street is how do you get such a bad return and on top of that bad return you're still willing to pay for part of his oh, contract. Yeah, yeah. The money. eating you're still eating part of his salary. How bad were the other offers? Oh, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Right. Were they offering the bag of Lay's chips that was filled with 75% air and, like, Richard Arena? It's like, I, I don't understand <laughs> what offer could be worse than what were the they, were, they, were, they, were they offering Twitter user Prime Kepler for uh, yeah. Darvish? <laughs> I think the situation with the prospects is bad. That's what they were offering. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I cross the line. I mean, I can't talk. I can't talk in terms of the fuck it. Moving on. Yo, let Manny finish. Let Manny finish. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say. I was gonna say something about the um the San Diego uh, farm that they have. I think this is a great example of how a lot of teams, they say we're going to lose so that we can tank and get a bunch of good draft picks. And this may not be, you know, I, I've it's been my experience with football, not baseball, that, you know, you can have a bunch of draft picks, but you're not going to turn them necessarily into anything good. And I think Cameron will agree as a New York Giants fan. But even if you yeah. translate this into um, Major League Baseball, the San Diego Padres had a pretty bad losing streak. Um, in recent years, but they, I think this, the, the amount of trades they made this year, and like Nick said, they've still retained a bunch of their top prospects. The amount of trades they made good trades and still managed to keep a good portion of their farm just is a testament to like how well they really have done with, um, you know, building up their prospects. But we cannot prove it yet, but it looks like they're on the right track. Major League Baseball is one of the I think it's the only major American sport where tanking isn't the main method of um, building a contender. In yeah, my I opinion, right. in my opinion, high draft picks don't even end up 
that well. I mean, it's and nowadays the whole craze is about the international free agency. I mean, nobody can get enough yeah. of that shit. I, like t- this year's class was kind of weak. I think, like with other than Yoelki Cespedes, there wasn't a lot of guys. But generally, that's so much more packed with talent than like the current drafts because. Already, we know who the busts are from like the 2016 drafts and 2017 drafts, like Mickey Moniak and all those guys. Like, Ooh. you're never guranteed, kind of through the, our drafting and, and, system. And the and the and the draft, the Braves drafted somebody in the first round. That's uh, they signed with the team. They didn't sign with the team, so uh, they basically Carter wasted Stewart. the first round draft pick. Yeah, Carter and, Stewart. And, yeah, that guy. But <laughs> didn't he get like seven million overseas? Like I forget yeah. what. Like he got more money I overseas. Mean, so, so things are working out pretty well for him. Things are working out pretty well for him. On it's a Boris guy. Here. It's a Boris yeah, guy. But, that's why. <laughs> he's a Scott Boris guy. Yeah, but uh, and he also and he also has to come back after those years in Japan and decide what team he has to go to and decide the contract he wants. I mean, obviously, of what's offered. Like, one one thing, one that. thing. I just want to say one thing that I'm seeing in terms of this is that people are saying that hey, they shouldn't expect that it's too big for return for you, Darvish. He's 34 and he costs a lot, dude. He was a Cy Young. He was I like finished second in Cy Young voting. Yes, and but he, and I he think probably should have won it. Honestly, I think you should have expected more because what's on the market? Like, how many pitchers are currently on the market? Like you had Bauer, top tier pitcher on the market. You had so Snell, was who was annoying as fuck. Annoying yeah, as fuck. okay, right, that guy. Then you had Castillo, and that's about it. Like, there's no but, no pitchers. Uh, yeah, and Sugano, and I think who the Te- Rangers. I mean, got. Te- technically, if we're talking about relief pitchers, I think Josh Hader could be on the markets. Maybe. Yeah, but jo- in terms of starters, in terms of starters, know. there wasn't much crop to kind of choose from. Right, Man, I, so, don't even know, I don't, I don't even know. know what's going on. Right. I don't even know what's going on. Brewers just have a guy. Starting pitching is getting scarce. Brewers just have a relief pitcher every year pitching. that just shows up and just dominates. Like this year, it's Devin Williams, and then mm-hmm. couple years back to Josh Hader now. And like, Sarah probably has a long Brewers rant, which I would love to hear because I, I can't imagine being a Brewers fan. Like, and how? Uh, like, uh, I don't know. Oh, like, going my, on don't even life. get started. It's it's I'm. <laughs> so proud of the bullpen that we have created however whenever we get a good bullpen and whenever we get good starters always the offense is just the part that sucks and our bats literally sucked our best player or our best hitter was jed durko who is not Ooh. an average hitter Ooh. you know you have christian yelich who just won the uh nl mvp in 2018 and now he's he batted like 208 i think it, it it it's just horrible and it sucked and it's bad. But I'm proud of Devin and I'm proud of the way Josh pitched and I'm proud of Brandon Woodruff and the way he pitched in the wild card game, even I though like we lost. But I think he's really underrated. Um, he went out and he played against the Dodgers' amazing offense and he got ejected and he got pulled and rightfully we lost. so rightfully <laughs> so Brandon Woodruff yeah what Brandon Woodruff did there is he saw that he was get pulled out of the game so we just he just said fuck it and just decided to get himself ejected because no there was cap. no points anyway yeah no, no cap, cap the Brewers are no. the worst playoff team ever I'm just I'll say no once the they're the worst Brewers playoff team ever no cap the Brewers should have went to the World Series until the Dodgers 2018 two words Seattle Mariners uh, uh, come on 
Seattle. It's got to be worse. Brewers would have been so much of a better World Series matchup that year than the Dodgers. I'm sorry. It's just there was there was not there was not a the Dodgers in 2018. The the Dodgers in 2018 just didn't have the like the energy or the feeling around them. It's like they still made the World Series. They still made the yeah. No, I that that 2018 Dodgers team. That 2018 Dodgers team. I remember they in April or May. Um, they were they were. Yeah, not not only were they under 500, they were fifth in the division for like a good portion of time. Ugly, um, correct game. me if I'm wrong. I think it was like three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. They had to play a tiebreaker game. That was that's another thing. They had 91 wins. wasn't even the best in um, the National and League. Now, they still made the World Series. Arizona, Arizona, Colorado, Colorado. Like that it was Colorado. Yeah, and it was Colorado. It was Colorado and. Um, the Dodgers, LA, and all West tiebreaker, and then and then it was on um, the Brewers and the Cubs in the NL Central tiebreaker, and the winner of the Cubs and the Brewers was the uh, number one seed, and the Brewers won that game. Yeah, it makes reminds sense. Me. That was a crazy. That was a crazy. Me. That was just a sad. That was a good game. Seeing, 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 seeing Josh, seeing the, Josh the Brewers Cubs game was much better. Yeah, I think I think the, the Brewers Cubs game was much better than the wild card game that year. The wild card game sucks. I just want to say there was nothing funnier than watching Josh Hader pitch against Daniel Murphy and just striking him out on three pitches. <laughs> that was the that was God. That was it's pretty so fun. funny. It's so fun. It's so fun seeing Daniel Murphy fail. But <laughs> what a streak well, he had with the Mets, man! That that man carried that entire playoff series. And then and then they cost and then they cost him a World Series game. Disappeared. And then he cost yeah. the World Series game. And then in 2016, that, during the Nationals curse, he... Uh, in the most Mets way possible, you know? Like, let's just... It's like what we said, when Trevor Bauer or George Springer steps on the field from the Mets, a piano is going to fall from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jed Lowry yeah. 2.0? What about 3.0? But, but according to these Mets fans, Steve Cohen is going to emerge from heaven and uh, stop the piano before it collides with any of the Mets players. How do- He's going to sign Waluigi before Shapiro does. Like, Flashback to episode 16. The Padres had one more but, signing, though. They had one, I mean, one more big move. Hassan yeah. Kim. That was a big Yeah, so big Kim, move. I just saw something on Twitter which kind of, like, made me, my blood boil inside God. because, like, it, it basically had in writing that Toronto was the top location for Kim and his family made him kind of choose San Diego. Which, like, kind of makes I mean, the whole, I, like, I was okay with losing out on Kim because, you know, maybe we'll ch- kind of reallocate our resources into kind of focusing more on Lindor or Real Muto or Michael Brantley, like someone else, yeah. right? But don't, you dare, I don't you dare say him. Don't you dare say you know don't who. Don't you dare say that. Nah, I've been very high on Kim for, like, a long while now. Like, I've, I've seen of his highlights. I've even seen him, um, some of his stuff. Honestly, I thought he was going to the Mets as, um, at one point in time. I mean, honestly, Kim. Jeez. Kim is a really good, That's like, right. really good defender. But I don't exactly know if his swing will translate to the MLB because he, his swing, honestly, I don't know. You always, I mean, you never really know sometimes. So, but honestly, he's he's a really good pickup for like the um, Padres. Yeah, so, the best yeah. comp we have for him is a sober and valid version of Jung Ho Kang. Kind of. That's oh. the best kind of comp with a little bit less. Too far. Power. Too far. Uh, if anything, you know he's going to be a good defender. Speaking of comps, yes. 
speaking of comps, I just wanted to say this. I said this in the group chat that I would say my analogy to the to the Dodgers and Braves, Padres? not Braves, Padres rivalry or mini rivalry because I'm not sure it's really a rivalry. It's only been it's years. a rivalry all right. now. All right, all right, cool, cool, oh, good. Padres Dodgers fan confirmed it's a rivalry. Right. So here's my little comparison: Dodgers and Braves. It's ca- it's the same way. It, this is the same way it is, and it, it's funny because this other rivalry also started pretty much in 2020. It's kind of the same way the Clippers and Lakers are in the NBA. It's it play out the same way. The Lakers were the better team. The Dodgers were the better team. Then you had the other team, the Padres, and the NBA six Clippers talking trash all year, saying, oh, here we come, here we come. And then both those teams got knocked out. Now, the only difference is the Padres actually got knocked out by the Dodgers themselves, while the Lakers didn't have the opportunity to knock out the Clippers because they blew through one. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, <laughs> now, the only, now, the roles have kind of reversed in terms of the offseason, where the Lakers made the big moves the Padres have made big moves while the Clippers didn't really make any big moves. They made a little small move, and the Dodgers have made like a couple small moves here and there. But the roles have reversed in terms of like changing your teams in the offseason. But that's what I compare it to. It's two teams. The NBA, the NBA, Lakers, Clippers is pretty much like the M- the MLBs, Dodgers and Padres. I, I don't know. Like, no, no. I hope they don't. Uh, I hope they don't fall into the dichotomy. I hope they don't fall into that NBA dichotomy because like I remember seeing this where this take where someone's like, okay, the Lakers build a championship team and the Clippers build a team that can beat the Lakers. That's more relevant to Yankees Mets in my opinion, but I can see that like if the I, 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 what, what I want to say is I think I think I think the big like rival I think the big like war, Warriors Rockets. I just want to say, I think the big rivalry of the NL is Braves, Dodgers, and not Dodgers, Padres. I get that the Padres don't okay, yeah, really. The Padres is just a little brother. Braves and Dodgers are now, are now a rivalry. talking about how petty that like, Padres fans have, have been about the Dodgers. Like, I, I, was, I just want to say, Braves fans aren't petty at all. They're, they, they, took, they took their lumps when they blew the, blew the three on lead. They didn't talk any trash back. <laughs> Yeah, I we was were just kinda... mourning. We were just mourning together. Mourning. <laughs> I was like kind of getting to like our rivalry thing. You know, the three big pitcher trades the Padres have made: Mike Clevenger, uh, Blake Snell, you Darvish. They've really captured the attention of our Dodger fans because, well, now we can't really call them the little brother because you know they are a legitimate brother. team. They're the a legitimate team. Thank you. Thank you. So, basically, we have to live with the fact that, you know, the NOS is not going to be a cakewalk anymore. And Thank that's you. exciting. It, it hurts Thank a little you. bit, you know. That... Thank you. But, Thank you. you know, it's fun. That, but you said it yourself. That's great. It's fun. Thank God. I'm saying, Dodger fans, don't panic. Because... Their chance. You were yeah. I've seen no Dodgers fans panicking. And matter of fact, I've seen them say Dodgers in five, Dodgers in four. What do you yeah. mean? Ugly, did you just say don't panic? All you did yesterday was say Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all you did was panic. Uh, yeah, 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 no, let, let's let's not lie here. The everyone's saying, "Oh, the Dodgers are still good." Less, yes, we all know the Dodgers are still good. But like, let's not kid ourselves here. The Padres made some good moves. They made the moves they need to make. Listen, you lose, you don't just sit there and take it and be like, "Oh, we're just gonna come back the same squad." No, you're gonna come back unless you're, you're gonna run Yankees. it back. You're gonna yeah, you're gonna run it back <laughs> with some new players, right? You're gonna I'm come right. back, make your team I'm better, and go chase the World Series. 
I cannot wait okay. to see those two matchups this year. That those those matchups this year. Padres and Dodgers, they have better have half of those damn matchups on Sunday night baseball because it's gonna be great. And finally I think the only thing that the, that's missing from the Braves and Dodgers rivalry is that Braves don't really talk trash at all. They just Padres and more specifically Manny Machado yeah, they talk. They talk a lot of garbage. They talk a lot of garbage. Like you're you're starting to kind of build like the three kind of young young team rivalries now, where it's like Padres, Dodgers. You know, you could lump White Sox, Blue Jays, and then Yankees, Rays, kind of in there as well. Like you're starting to see kind of teams that are on similar levels, like Yankees and Astros. And, 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 and back back to the trash back to the trash talking thing. Uh, Bruno Cunha only tra- only trash talks the uh, Marlins. And that team only because they keep hitting him. So don't the Braves. I feel it's like the Braves and Dodgers. It's not like a spicy rivalry because they don't talk trash to each other. Braves and Marlins though, if the Marlins get good, that could be spicy because they hate each other. They just hate the, each the, other. All I'm saying is this: already said himself, "Listen, eight trade division titles are going for nine this upcoming season, but it ain't gonna be no cakewalk, man." Listen, the only year I would say it's gonna be a cakewalk. cakewalk. It, it is. No, it's not. No, yep. it's not. Oh, wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. No, it is, no, it is not. I, Get it in writing. I, I'm going to be honest. Book. I, I'm going to be honest. I kind of panicked seeing these three trades coming, but, you know, I did some research. <laughs> I had some self-reflection, and I'm about to prove why Tony Gonsolin <laughs> is comparable oh to all three. I can hear everyone tuning off the podcast now. You must hear him out. No, I want to hear this. Let him speak his piece. Okay, so we'll go over Mike Clevenger, all right? So it was game one of the NLDS, right? He gets out of the game early. His location was off. He had elbow issues. He's going to be out for the 2021 season. You know, he's 30 years old, and by the time he comes back, he's going to be like 31, 32. Uh, and, you know, he's a great pitcher. I think he can come back from his elbow injury. But, I mean, are you really going to get the same production out of him? Maybe, maybe not. Okay. All you Blake need Snell, him is to really be a four starter. Right. Like a three Blake, or four starter. <laughs> Blake Snell. Okay. So he had that uh, Cy Young uh, winning season in 2018. Uh, his ERA got back on track from last year in 2019. So, you know, he's going to be good. Uh, he's going to be a good starter for yeah. the Dodgers in 2021. Okay, wait to see, see about you, Darvish, considering you love him so much. Let's see what you have to say about you, Darvish. Uh, right. Okay, okay. I, I have nothing but praise for Darvish, you know. For as long as he's been in the league, he's been productive. He's been a great pitcher. But, you know, near Cy Young caliber this year, almost won it, but Bauer just came ahead. I was rooting for Darvish to win it because, you know, I honestly – thought that he deserved it but i mean if you look at the track record you know it's another anomaly year an anomaly year just like blake snell's anomaly year in 2018 you darvish is a great pitcher he can really you know carry a lineup i think that he's going to be a great pitcher for the padres but you know are you going to get this year again from a 34 35 year old i'm not sure i'm completely not sure now (laughs) if you look at Singing praises about you, Darvish, to calling him washed. Okay, I'm I, I'm not calling him washed. I, I don't know. Like I think the verdict on you, Darvish, is out. Like I I think that's what Ugly's trying to see here is that 
you don't know which version of you Darvish you're going to get. Are you going to get 2020 you Darvish or are you going to get 2019 slash 2018 you Darvish mm-hmm. when he goes to San Diego? Don't like, talk I, about I'm not Paddock. saying he's watched. Oh, no, Paddock was not good this year. Don't even I, I know Paddock. Darvish is going to get like a three RA like he usually does. That what he pretty much gets pretty much every year. He gets closer there. So I'm not saying that he's watched. I'm just saying that you're not going to get the two ERA that he got. Yeah, but it's true. Now, now, if you look at pretty much our number five starter for the season, <laughs> if you look at our number five starter for the season, uh, Tony Gonsolin, it's pretty up in the water whether he'll get a starting position. But if you look at the stats, he's just been elite for the two years he's been up. So uh, he's had 46 strikeouts, but only seven walks this season. That's insane. Yeah, That's it is. crazy. Dude almost sold the bag in the playoffs, but okay. <laughs> His ERA is a 2.31. So he is trending upward. He is going towards his prime. Uh, Blake Snell is in the middle of his prime. Mike Clevenger is in the middle, like going towards the end. And you Darvish is, you know, going towards uh, his later years. Tony Gonsolin is going towards his prime. And so is uh, Walker Bueller, Dustin okay, May, say, all this. I was going to say, your reply, I was, gonna, I was just about to say before you said Walker Bueller, your reply to the Padres moves is Tony Gonsolin when you literally have Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw on your staff. Like, <laughs> but, I, I yeah, but he's doing that to show that they're like third, fourth, or fifth starters already better. Right? Because exactly. like, you can see, nah, man, nah, man, like, nah, mm-hmm. man. I just want, nah, man. I don't like Tony Gonsolin. Yeah, Gonsolin's awesome. Like you can see, he's like two point two nine FIP compared to Paddock over five. Right when you look at like he's making the observation that our four starter is rivaling these pitchers that the Padres are getting. So there's no re- need to worry. And I completely agree with them. Right. Like so. The- basically, what was I gonna say? Uh, Tony. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. Okay, so you can bring up this postseason all you want. But the fact is, Dave Roberts' inability to use him until the NLCS and randomly, just off the start, no like warning about it, just, okay, you're going to start today? That was a mistake on, on Dave Roberts' part, I'm going to say. You know, because, Tony Gonson you know, didn't pitch well, but he, was, but he will always be the guy that started NLCS Game 7. And so he'll always <laughs> be etched in my memory. But, you know, what, what are you going to do about it? You know, like... Tony Gonson, he's just that kind of guy that needs, you know. He's a cat guy. Yeah, he's a cats. cat guy. He, he needs uh, consecutive. He needs, uh, what's the word? Uh, he needs, like, uh, even without use, okay? You need to you need to really use him. To, as a starter, you mean? You you have yeah, to as a like starter. A pitcher. Uh-huh. So if you just. Right, so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you finish your points. Okay, so Tony Gonson, like, you know, you can bring up the postseason all you want, but it doesn't change the fact that his regular season was great, okay? I'm going to close this out by saying that is our number five starter. That is a guy we don't even know is going to get a starting position, right? Who knows what type of starting moves we're going to make. Uh, Bauer's still up in the market. Uh, you know, there could always be a push for him. Luis Castillo could be included in a trade. I like Luis Castillo. He has a pretty amazing changeup. He has a good tool set but uh yeah our number five can be comparable to a lot of the other pitchers that 
you see that are elite and have been elite for years now. Um, I think Gonson's uh, going to really yeah. make uh, nice strides, and it just goes to show that our rotation as a whole is just strong. It goes to show that the Dodgers are just a stupid, <laughs> good baseball team. We know. We saw it in action. And moving on to, moving on to our next uh, trade that happened. This is honestly getting more forgettable because of all the madness of the Padres, but Josh Bell is going to the Washington Nationals for uh, two yeah. media. Honestly, Does anybody care about this, honestly? Honestly, like, yeah. honestly, like, with Josh Bell, here's can the thing. I, like, can I make my, yeah. uh, I, um, honestly, this is one of those low-risk, high-reward kind of buys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was about to say that. Exactly. Well, I have a spoiler. It wasn't... And it wasn't, you know, not as too steep of a price. None of the prospects, at least from what I know, because I haven't done a lot of research on this trade. Yeah, yeah. Will, Will yeah, because the Pirates, I mean, terrible. The Pirates sell low. Will Crow is 26 and was horrible in the MLB. And Eddie yeah, Bean has, like, a fastball and a slider and, like, one other pitch. He can only have, like, go to three pitches at the moment, I think, if I'm not wrong. He hits this velo-only pitcher. He's basically a wild card. He's only 18. Who knows what's going to happen? This was a kind of great move for the Nationals. So you know what they say. Don't do trades with the Rays. Do trades with the with the Pirates. Do, do yeah. the Pirates always sell low? Yeah, I, no, I just want to say something. This, this trade. Pirates, the Pirates immediately look for your top top prospect. They, they go over the moon for their guys. I remember they demanded Glaber Torres in the initial attempt for Bro. the Cole. Oh, there was worse. The Blue Jays demanded Torres for Stroman at some point. I remember reading Bro, that article. The, the asking price is always higher for the Yankees. I yeah, the, no, God. this is this is why I get pissed sometimes when people are like, oh, the Yankees aren't making moves. Because I don't think the amount of people realize that no one the Diamondbacks the Yeah, exactly. The Diamondbacks wanted wanted Clint fucking Frazier for Robbie Ray. Um last and we year. Alongside Travis Garcia. And we gave them Travis Bergen for Ray. Like, that's the difference between the two markets, right? There's such a large difference between Clint Frazier and Travis Bergen. Yet they were asked for it at the same time. Small market. I just want to say one thing, though, about the Nationals. Guess what? They were awful before the trade. And you know what? After the trade, they're not awful. They're still bad, though. They're still a fourth or fifth. Yeah, because, like, to be fair, Josh Bell has... Josh Bell has really only Josh had Bell, really Josh one Bell is, good is, season. Josh Bell is not, Josh Bell is not, Josh Bell is going to be a guy who is like 260 with like 25, 30 home runs. And you know what? That's perfectly fine to plug behind Soto. But guess what? They're still not going to be good. They're, he's an average because, hitter. He's going to be a 100 OPS plus yeah. hitter. He's just there and he's going to provide you know some thump in a lineup where the only threat in it is Juan Soto. And Luis Garcia, you could argue. Oh, and, tra- and maybe and Trey, Trey Turner. 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 Yeah. Trey Turner. Trey yeah. Turner, who should have been. You have four legitimate bats now instead of three. And, like, the only power in that lineup would have came from Soto. And if you were banking on Kaboom breaking out, which Kaboom is never – Kaboom is a bust. Just, like, put that in letters now. There's no Carter chance Keeboom, that- Carter Kaboom is going to get the Garrett Hampson treatment. Where it's like, nah, man, this is going to be the year where he breaks out, man. And then, like in twenty in twenty twenty eight, he'll be thirty. He'll be thirty three years old, and they'll be like, "This is this is the year, man. This is the year." He he struggled for the last thirteen <laughs> years, but this is going to be the year where he really breaks out. 
Yeah, his yeah. beautiful, his beautiful two twelve slugging is just oh my goodness Phenomenal. when I think of it. Luis, Cazar, <laughs> Luis Garcia, Luis Garcia is basically copying Juan Soto's uh, stance. That makes me terrified because I'm yeah. gonna need another Juan Soto in the face. Is he absolutely? Oh, yeah. Luis Garcia reminds me of like a better Wander for like a more ready MLB ready Wander Franco. Like now, Wander uh, Franco is Wander Franco is gonna be ridiculous. I just want to say he is going guys, to be ridiculous. Right. Of course, we believe that World Series. Who knows, guys? Who knows? I, I don't know. I could compare Garcia and uh, Franco quite easily. Wonder if Franco could be a 750 OPS guy, and they'll still be and they'll still be stupidly valuable because his glove is better. Yeah, his glove. Yeah, that's the difference, really. Dominguez, like Garcia yeah. does not have a third of the glove that Wonder Franco has. Like, like it's, actually, it's what I said. It's what I said about Christian Bache. I said, I said that even before, even before. He got called to major leagues that he was already one of the best defensive outfielders in baseball because his jump off the bat is just so ridiculous. And yeah, his, his ability to cover the field. And we saw this in NLCS. We saw this in NLCS. And man, he's going to be good. He's going to be really good. But I'm more of a Drew Waters guy, like over Pache. I'm like, not. I'm not. I'm. Re- I'm really not. I'm really not. The way I'm, Drew Waters doesn't hit for power, but strikes out a lot, makes me worried about him at that MLB level. I think I, I Waters, Waters. I Waters. I, I think like Waters would develop power. Like Waters was a guy I was looking for, like impossible trades with the Rays, with the Braves. Like I was hoping for like a Giles Waters deal, like back before Giles had gotten injured. Like I see Waters as a guy that you know could really break out and could really do great things with his bat. Like, even though the power issues are there, I feel like over like kind of longer seasons and with some like help from some hitting coaches, I, I think he could definitely tap into it, but yeah, you he mean, does. You mean strike out a coaches, lot for hitting coaches. That's Kevin Seitzer magic, baby. Like Kevin Seitzer <laughs> magic for the Braves. Every, every hitter that's, that's gone to the Braves has gotten better over time. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, Maybe he is unfixable, but you, yeah. you know, like I, I still see, I still think he's there. I still think you know a team will be able to really use him. But yeah, uh, you're you're completely on point. Where for a contact hitter, the amount of times he strikes out is very worrying. It's not like Lazaro yeah. Armenteros bad. Where I think how many times did Lazaro Armenteros strike out? Like I'm gonna go look oh, this God. up now. Oh God! But uh, yeah, moving on though to our next segment, which is the final segment, which I create. I create. It's a new segment. It is. I'm gonna name a player, and say if they're gonna get traded. If you think they're gonna get traded, you say no. You say yes. If you think they're not gonna get traded, you say no. So the first player we have up is Sonny Gray. No, is he gonna get traded? I I. Don't. Gets traded. 50-50. Uh, I'm going purely off my yeah. gut feeling. No, like, I think, I honestly, I think this is a strange case because they're going to attempt to trade him because I think the Reds are selling off. Yeah. But they're going to have an asking price. They're, in all likelihood, they're going to have a like, an asking price that's so astronomically high that they'll just um, price everyone out of the market. Well, the Reds have seen what has <laughs> happened to the Cubs, right? So, obviously, oh after God, that, dude. after seeing... After having the Cubs, bro, if the Yankees can't trade for someone because the asking price from the other team is too high, I, I'm suing the league. 
Yeah, that, that that's going to affect the market yeah. for Sonny Gray. Um, I believe that, you know, teams like the Angels could possibly try to pop in and get him. Um, but really, I don't see him moving unless, you know, Cincinnati feels that they've kind of received enough of a return and that enough of the money is taken on by the other team. Because if Cincinnati takes on part of Gray's contract again, they're not going to move him. There's not going to be end up being worth it in the end. After after yeah. what the Cubs got for you, Darvish, who just finished in the top three in the song voting, I expect the Yankees to get Kyle Hendricks for like pennies on the dollar, bro. <laughs> and that's not just Kyle Hendricks. Uh, uh, the Cubs oh, management no. just did oh, a, made a horrible. It's going to be Austin Wells, like the Cubs wanting more catching. Like, let's get some more catching prospects on top of Wilson Contreras, Bro, like, on top of Miguel Amaya, on top of all the guys we already come, have. Come straight away, you Darvish, and then say, I yeah, guys, we also need pitching. Oh, 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 I forgot um, to mention. I, the worst. Hold on. I would like to quote um, my good friend, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, when the time he said, <laughs> shut up, bitch. Turn that up. But I think the worst part about the Darvish straight is I think they got two shortstops. They got two shortstops back in the you trade. Got Ed Howard, when they have Javi Baez and Ed Howard. Ed Howard's going to be nice. Like, uh, yeah, by the way, we want Glaber Torres. It's like, dude. Now, the thing about that trade is like, how you um, how you going to trade away Darvish and then say, yeah, guys, we also need pitching? Yeah, that's funny. They're going to acquire Sonny Gray all of a sudden. I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand, bro. They got Zach Davies, man. Which actually, he's not actually bad. He's actually not bad. He's actually not bad. Zach Davies is honestly really not that bad. He pitched in Milwaukee. He had a good... I like Zach. He's good. Wait, wait, wait. Can I... I always kind of liked him for no reason at all. Wait, can I yeah. bring up a uh, will they be traded? Um, I want to yeah. put this question out there. Um, no. And I know this is going to gonna bring down the house, but uh, Cal oh Hendricks, will he be traded? No. <laughs> no. no. He's not. No, no. I don't think they're No. <laughs> yes. I don't think yes. they're going to offer the, no, the pot a bit. If I, they, they, trade, they trade Bryant before they trade Hendricks. True. Yeah, oh, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant. Will he be traded? So sorry. Chris Bryant gets yeah. traded. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He's gone. I I think to San Francisco. Like I'm. I really think that San Francisco seems, will end up that going seems for like Bryant. A move that the Giants will make. That seems like a San Francisco. Bro, I hate the Giants for doing stupid crap like that. Just go. Like it's gonna end up being like Alexander no. Canario plus like one of their catching prospects because you know the Cubs love catching even though they have it, or like maybe Canario plus like Webb. MLB ready starter, like something All like right, that. I've, I can I've, probably. I've, 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 I've got a good one. I've got a good one. Uh, I think that's the man picking answer. Josh Hader, yes or no? I don't. Get traded? No, I don't think so. No, they, there, there's been rumors about this for I think like the last one or two off seasons, and it's never happened. So, and yeah, David bro. Stearns, who's our GM, came out and said that he really isn't listening to them because I mean, he's Josh Hader. He's been a part of the Brewers for. A long time now, and I really don't think he's gonna go. I think yeah. it's uh, away from Garrett Mitchell to come up. Garrett Mitchell will save that franchise. He's nice. So what? Are, what? Are, nice. What are the Brewers doing anyway? Are they rebuilding? Or are they just? 
Bro, the Central what again? Sucks. What are they doing? What, what are they like, doing? I would like to have a solid answer for you, but I really teams don't in the Central know. Are the Brewers are such I mean, the Brewers have Luis Urias, who could potentially be on the The Brewers could win the division. The NL Central is just a pond of sitting ducks. Where like, the, the no Brewers, one's even feeding the ducks. They're just the existing Brewers, simultaneously. The, 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 NL the, Central, the, the NL Central is the NFC East of Major League Baseball. Nobody yes. okay, uh, not that that's, bad. that's a bit too it's, far. It's not, it's not no. a six and ten team potentially winning it bad. No, but like my, my like bro, my, the Cubs are rebuilding, the pirates suck. The my um, t- my the take of the year. My take oh, of the year. Oh, oh my god. I just, I just look at Bra- I just look at Brent Rupert's page to show how bad a win loss that is. He had a three point zero five ERA and he went three and five. It's like <laughs> Yeah, it shows how bad a win loss stat is, and shows how meaningless it is. But yeah, I was I I was about to mention this like next week because I was about because I was considering doing the podcast where we consider one guy who's gonna break out and become like an all star or like all MLB team guy. And I was gonna say Brendan Woodruff because he just keeps getting better each year, and he like can mm-hmm. throw a hundred with ease. And it's like, but he's so yeah. slept on. He really is. He's so underrated, and nobody really like. I feel thinks like of him. because people goes. view him as a guy that doesn't go deep into games. Where it's I think that if Craig Council is able to stretch out Brandon Woodruff, you could really see the development of a top tier pitcher in the game. Like this what is I, actually the I've third seen, time <laughs> we've brought up Woodruff three times, and we deserve to bring Woodruff up more. Like, he does not get the recognition that he deserves. He doesn't. I mean, in the freaking right. NL wildcard game of 2020, he literally was mowing down the Dodgers' A-list batting lineup, and everybody was still calling him shitty, and everybody was still saying that he wasn't that good, and that Kershaw was so much better, and everything like that. And it's like, you can't compare, you can't say Kershaw is great when he's mowing down our shitty-ass lineup, and then you have Brandon Woodruff, <laughs> who who had Mookie going, like, 0 for 2, or, like, 0 for 3. Like, I don't... He's so slept on, and everybody, like, forgets about him, but we're, maybe that's, that's a good thing. He strikes yeah, out a, a lot, lot of guys. guys. That's actually a fact he strikes out a lot Kershaw, Kershaw had an amazing postseason, but, like, bro, I'm not, like, that wildcard series game, I'm not counting that in my eyes. Like, what? That was against the Brewers, the Brewers, bro. Like, oh, God. Mickey Mouse win. No, 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 no. The thing that Clayton Kershaw was is that he pitched, he pitched bad in game four, but it was because of the Braves. They just have such a good lineup. Like, uh, like Jared Kravis says, the Braves lineup just fucks. They just... Bro, listen. He had a great postseason. He finally won his ring. Great for him. He played. He pitched well in the postseason. That and the Brewers lineup sucks. That don't count. That don't count mm-hmm. to me. They had, they had Jed Jerko as a cleanup hitter, dude. Okay, the Milwaukee Brewers are the reason I have a problem with the 16-team format. It won't. Okay, but okay. If you're mad about the Brewers, then you have to be mad about the Astros because we had the same no, record going into the. Going into the postseason, yeah, no, for real. Like, and yeah, we are, it, it was even worse with the Astros because at least the Brewers got into postseason with that record on a wild card seed. The Astros had what they, they got into um, the postseason yeah, with that record using the yeah the, the second team in the division, yeah, the, no, that but, qualification. No, but the only so reason- got- Cameron said he hates it, but uh, just wanted to point out over one sixty two, it will most likely not be a losing record team. 
Like I highly. It looks like from what I'm seeing. Here, no, but like it's gonna be it's gonna be over. a just over 500 team. No, 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 no yeah, doing yeah. that. It just it just won't be it just won't be. From, from what I'm mean, seeing, from what I'm seeing here, uh, what I'm seeing here, yeah, what I'm seeing here, it looks like from over a full season, uh, the Brewers had one guy with over an 800 OPS, and that was Jed Jerko. That's impressive. I'm, that's that's just impressive, honestly. That division then, sucks. Like, the Brewers could really win the division next year if they make a couple moves. Like, the only real com- competition in that division is the um, Cardinals. Cubs are selling. Uh, Cubs are selling. The, the Cardinals uh, the have, selling. like, a negative the amount of bats in the lineup. Exactly. Okay, like, you yeah, know, that, that, that division's wide open. That division's wide open for the taking. I think, like, literally anyone but the Pirates could, like, make one or maybe two big moves and then they're – Favorites by a long Dude, shot. Pirates suck. Like, I, I get the uni- Forget Milwaukee. The University of Wisconsin could probably win that division. <laughs> That's how weak it is. Look <laughs> at dogs in Wisconsin, man. Honestly, Honestly let the win. I don't want to see the Cardinals there. They're always there for an absolutely no reason. But I, I just want. I just want to. I just want to speak. I just want to speak though on the yeah. Prize the Cardinals. I, I, I agree. I agree with you there. I agree with you there with the Cardinals. Just ugh. Elijah's still recovering. Elijah's still recovering from his thirteen three game. Nah, man. After 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 they we're not we should not talk about games like that. It's not fine. It's it's fine over that. I think Chris curious the case about the Brewers and Christian Yelich though. Is that it's not like Christian Yelich just changed everything. It's just there was there was one thing that he did and that he chased. He was chasing pitches in the dirt. That's like the only change that happened. It shows how drastic it was. Here's the thing. If you look at his his hitting stance from 2019 and 2020, he broke his kneecap in the final like 10 games of the season. He is so, he was so scared of putting his knee out and that's the problem. He was so scared that he was going to get hurt again that he changed his stance and that's why he sucked so badly. And he needs to have a good post or he needs to have a good spring training and he needs to have a good off season and get ready because when he sticks his like he when he hides his knee, he doesn't have he doesn't do anything good. And that's the problem. What if Yellick doesn't return to that amount? Like this is just a what if. What if he doesn't return to that amount of production? Do the Brewers get rid of him? Like I don't. They no, kind of back. No one's gonna be an interesting. I really no. don't think that he's not gonna perform i really think he is going to come back and he's going to be fine i I think so too i think so too i think so too of course he's a top 10 player like okay even if he doesn't return to his level of production like even if he's hit even if he's what like a like a 290 hitter with what it's 750 ops okay that's a little bit too low but pretty average yeah exactly like like his 2017 season that's still um like just barely and still respectable. I just, I just, I just want to say that I think Christian Yelts in just nineteen before he got injured, he was having the one of the greatest non-bond seasons of the twenty first century. Like honestly, look, he should have gotten back to back MVPs. Yo, That's yo, all I'm yo, gonna say. He had a one point one if, if he didn't break his knee, he would have gotten MVP, yeah, which is stupid because Mike Trout got hurt and still got the MVP. But as soon as Christian what? got hurt, it was like, oh yeah, thank you, motherfucker. Oh, I know that's the only. That's the first tune in my head. Not um, not the career enthusiasm. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, no, that was funny. Just, just, my, just, my, just, my, my family's Asian. Jeopardy's Jeopardy's our Bible. Yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> Jeopardy, you know. Jeopardy, Jeopardy is absolutely my Bible. I love Jeopardy. I miss you, Alex. That, that, that is a huge I miss, W. I miss, I miss you, Alex Trebek. I miss you. I miss oh, Alex Trebek. Oh, I miss Alex Trebek. It's not yeah, going to be but... the same with, with Ken Jennings, but like... Well, yeah. Honestly, I think That's that a... not many people are going to really tune in anymore. I think like Trebek had kind of almost like a hominess to him. Like... That made Holiness. you kind of feel at home when you, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Y'all, okay. I, I, I think we gotta get back to baseball. I think we gotta get back yeah. to baseball. The recording's still on. Anyway, well, you know, we can always we, we can always just cut it out. Yeah, segment because right. we've uh, gone right, on right. the greatest tangent we've ever seen. No, I have another potentially good one, and this actually is one that has been talked about much. But considering things that Steven Strasburg, no. Mm. No. So. no, no. I mean, it's no. an interesting prospect, but no. yeah. But with this market no. money, absolutely no. not. Fuck no. Absolutely no. not. If the money, they no. traded for Josh Bell to make their team better, I wouldn't think they'd literally. Yeah, exactly. Pitcher that the best. I if, if, if we like jo- Josh Bell going to the uh, to the Nationals also has like a spillover consequence that he's not included in every other trade proposal as well, which is. Definitely a huge plus because I don't think that he's going to have that much of an impact on the Nationals lineup as um, he's been made out to have because he's not – he's a shelf of his former self is the best way I can put it. Bell, um, if he could come back to his 2019 form. Or he's not. 2019 first half. 2019 he's percent. never returning. I, I heard them on MLB radio today on Sirius XM saying, you know what? You think he can really refer uh, to return back to 2019 first half form? Just no. If we're really all thinking right, that he right. would return to that form, then the return from Pittsburgh would have been like O'Neill Cruz and well, like would Pitt- actually well, been Pittsburgh is the yeah, no, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is the, is the worst. Literally, literally the, the Glassnow Glassnow Meadows for Archer trade is going to define the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, two trades. There are two trades that define the Pittsburgh Pirates: Robinson Diaz for Jose Bautista. And then the Meadows trade, the Meadows Glasnow trade. What about Garrett Cole? Yeah, it, it, well, you can't really blame them. No, Ga- I don't know. Like 2017, Cole was kind of ass. <laughs> Thankfully, he's good now. But if you lose generational players like Jose Bautista, Austin Meadows, and uh, Tyler Glasnow for your franchise, getting absolutely nothing back, that's crossing the line. Yeah, like yeah, the guys that. The guys that I think the Astros gave to um, Pittsburgh for Garrett Cole, Cole and Moran was one of them, and I forgot the other two. And Musgrove, Musgrove, Moran, Musgrove, yeah, I think Musgrove there were some other. Might be amazing. Oh yeah, Mus- Musgrove pitched against us in the 2017 LCS. We rocked his shit. Um, you sure? Yeah. Where'd okay. So I think the what's the game? Twenty. Where'd I think game? game four. Hey, game four. Game four. No, no, that was the McCullers. That was McCullers. Yeah. No, but... McCullers McCullers was McCullers started right, and guys. I think Musgrove right, came guys. on in All right, guys. We guys anyway, get too off track Stras- talking Stras- about wait, the Yankees Stras- failure. Stras- we guys get Stras- too off track right, talking bro, about the Yankees. Stras- wait, real quick. Strasburg is not getting traded because if any owner who cries for trades for him, then you know they're lying. Yeah. Unless the Nats, unless the Nats are going to pay for half of the contract, he's not getting traded. 
Yeah. Even if why would the why would they be motivated to trade him? They should, yeah, you're right. They shouldn't. He's a World Series MVP and they yeah. They still have a team yeah. that could technically with sixteen if there's sixteen teams in the playoff, they could technically, you know, push and there's not gonna be, but like even even without um, sixteen teams to playoffs. I think they. I think they still have a, sh- uh, a shot. the The only real conundrum here with the Nationals is figuring out. Okay, you have two years worth of performances to look at. You have twenty nineteen and you have twenty twenty. Which one is the accurate? Like, which refer defines the state of the team more accurately, and which is the aberration? If twenty nineteen is what the management thinks that okay, twenty nineteen is what this team actually is, and twenty twenty was just bad luck, then well, it keeps well, sense. It makes sense to keep Strasburg. If, if it's it, vice versa, right. however. If you think about it, if it's vice versa, however, yeah, yeah. If you think about it, twenty nineteen was per, like, for the exception of you know the whole part where they won the World Series, like the beginning of that year, and you add in twenty twenty, that's like, like if you compare twenty twenty to the beginning of twenty nineteen for that team, like that's pretty much what they are, and they're not getting Rendon back because he's not on their team anymore. So I mean, yeah. like, you lost like, the best know. third baseman in baseball. Like it's gonna <laughs> make a dent. <laughs> yeah. oh. Let's not get into that conversation yet. Yeah. Like, uh, but honestly, the third base debate yeah. is the largest position debate. Like yeah, we all have to agree on that. Yeah. To be honest, I actually, like Chapman and Because first base, first base isn't a debate. Like isn't a debate anymore. It's Freeman. I don't agree, yeah. but I like that take. I like that. Oh, take. Yeah. I don't agree. No. Yeah. All right. So with that, everybody. We are going to put a wrap to episode number 17 of the Let the Kids Talk podcast. It was a fun time today. We talked about the, uh, the Padres deciding to take over baseball. We, uh, well, the Yankees fans uh, smoked the race pack, apparently. We yeah, talked so, about Josh Bell uh, today, yeah. and, we, and we discussed wow. who players could and could not get traded. But with that, everybody. We will, and we introduced uh, Samantha to the podcast, of course. And with that, everybody. We will see you guys for episode number 18. Peace out, everybody. Peace. Bye. Peace. Bye. Peace out, y'all.